Welcome to the Give This Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Island Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Susan Fowler. She's a thought leader and an expert on the science of motivation, as well as a keynote speaker and an author. Susan, welcome to our show. Thank you, Christopher. I'm optimally motivated to be here. Optimally motivated. So before we start, I want our guests and listeners to fasten their (laughs) seatbelts. They're going for a ride. And what I mean by that is a lot of people say they're speakers and coaches, but many of them don't have a lot of experience. And that's not a good or bad thing. But Susan has been doing this for quite some time. So I'm excited to share your knowledge with our guests, especially about motivation and the science of that, because it's, it's, it's rare to have speakers, as you know, Susan, that are doing this for quite some time. You've been doing it for 30 years, I've been doing it for 20 years. And for us to do this for such a long time, and for you to do this for such a long time, it's, it's, it's an anomaly. You're like an outlier. You're like a pioneer. You're a vanguard. So I, I really appreciate you being here and sharing your knowledge. So first of all, I always love the, the genesis and the root story. Why did you decide to even become a speaker? You know, um, and it's funny because when you said I've been doing this a long time, I think I've been doing it my whole life. And the reason for that is that I'm very opinionated <laughs> and I have a lot to say, but there became a time in my life where I said, I don't want to just um, think about things in a normal way. I want to, I want to go deeper. And so I became dedicated to um, really doing research and, and looking at um, why things are the way they are. And then I wanted people to know the truth. And so, um, gosh, almost 40 years ago now, um, I was a big meat eater. Um, I love meat and fish or whatever. And I saw a documentary about the way we treat animals that we eat. And overnight, I became a vegetarian. And people were like so amazed. And they, they said, you've got so much willpower. You're so disciplined. And I said, no, no, this really has just been very easy for me. And I thought, why is that so easy, but other things are so challenging? And so I decided to really start researching what happened to me. How how did that happen? And if I could understand that, could I then apply that to other things I wanted to change in my life? And that's when I discovered the science of motivation. And I've just been really dedicated to sharing that message. Um, So I've been doing this particular research for over 25 years. And um, yeah, and so I speak and I write. I've written six books um, on self-leadership, on leadership, and on the science of motivation. So it's interesting. So you, you wrote a book about why motivating people doesn't work and what right. does, but then you're right. also are an expert on the science of motivation. So mm-hmm. let, let's dive into the science of motivation, because I often talk about motivation and people say, oh, you're motivated to speak. I'm like, well, I, I happen to give speeches and people find it motivating, but I talk more about methodology. So for you, let's dive into the, the science of motivation. What do you mean by that? Yeah, and I don't want to scare people because they go, ooh, yuck. But I think it's really important to understand that there's amazing research out there that, um, that upends a lot of the ways we've looked at motivation. And we've been living in the dark ages when it comes to motivation because we've thought that motivation is a quantity of something you have. You're either motivated or you're not. You have a little motivation, you have a lot of motivation. The truth is you're always motivated. It's the type of motivation you have that really matters. And so what the research shows is there's six different ways of being motivated. And three of those ways are what's called suboptimal motivation. And that's what typically we get in the workplace. It's the kind of motivation that is driven by external rewards, 
by power status um, or by you know the, the stick you know so that's carrots or the sticks the pressure the tension the fear and so those are suboptimal ways of being motivated that's like eating um, like if you need energy it's like eating a candy bar or drinking a cola um, it gives you a burst of energy, but you can't sustain it and it's not healthy for you. And then there's three ways of being motivated that are optimally motivating. In other words, it's like the health food of motivation. And so what I'm trying to do is to help people identify the type of motivation they have for whatever it is they're doing, understand if it's suboptimal or optimal, and then understand that motivation is a skill. So you can literally shift from suboptimal to optimal motivation, and it gives you the healthy kind of energy that you need not only to pursue and achieve your goals, but to have a sense of well-being and peace and joy and to thrive while you're doing it. That's phenomenal. What do you feel is, is, is most challenging people? Like you, you work with people all around the world, so what do you think is some of the more challenging things you see in, in, in the clients that you work with? And you know what's, I, I love that question because um, I do travel the world teaching this and my books, like my book's been, that one book has been translated into 14 languages, 15 languages, and my new book, Mastering Your Motivation, uh, has been already, it just came out and it's already been translated into like Russian and Thai. <laughs> and the reason that it's, it's, these books are so popular overseas is because people have been living in the kind of suboptimal motivation uh, for most of their lives. So they haven't had the kinds of psychological needs required for thriving. And in the West, especially in America, it's kind of like we've gotten so used to suboptimal motivation that it's, it's like pulling teeth to have to help people understand that it's, it's not the best way to be motivated and that there's alternatives. And so I find that my message is actually uh, more widely accepted and easily um, uh, utilized if you're not in America. So what the science tells us is that if we do not have a sense of choice, connection, and competence, then our motivation will be suboptimal. But when we have a sense of choice, connection, and competence, these three psychological needs, that's when we're optimally motivated. So what happens is in America, we um, lose sight of our choices. We lose sight of our connection, our values, our sense of purpose. And we forget that sometimes we've still got more to learn to build our competence. Um, but, around, but in other places in the world, they're hungry for those things. Yeah, and so those things you just mentioned, it's about, about choice, connection, and competence. That's mm -hmm. from your new book, Master Your Motivation? Yes. Great. Yes. And, and just so that our listeners know, that if you go to... LinkedIn at Susan Fowler, you'll see your book, but I want to just stress that so many people don't have good messaging. And just to, to make a point of your book, it's super simple, meaning master your motivation, but it's a verb. There's alliteration there. So MM yeah. and then three scientific truths for achieving your goals. There's no ambiguity because I get asked a lot for advice, Susan, and they, they ask me, you know, how do I brand myself? How do I create copy? I'm like, so I'm just using you as an example, Susan, for having a great title. It's simple, it's to the point, it's clear, and it's based on science. I just want to put that as a side note for, for our listeners. Wow, thank you. <laughs> That's You're awesome. Welcome. You're welcome. You. And, and, and so for you, what do you find most enjoying about your work? Because a lot of people have a message and have a story, which is why this is called the Kipters Podcast. What do you find most inspiring about your work so you can inspire other people, perhaps they can be a, a speaker as well? 
Well, you know, I like to think that, well, you know, I have a life motto and my life motto is I teach what I most need to learn. So the fact that I get to write and I get to teach and I get to speak. Um, and even in the era of COVID, um, I'm doing virtual keynotes uh, a lot. And so when you have a message that you're excited about, passionate about that people benefit from, um, there's always a way, there's always a way to get that message out there. So I'm finding that this time has been a really, um, a time for me to thrive. And so what makes me excited though, is that um, I, I just get a lot of reinforcement from people that my message is making a difference for them. So like right now, I'm, I'm really sharing a message about why return to normal. Take a look at what you're doing and notice if it's creating choice, connection, and competence in your life. And if it is, then why go back to normal? Why not transition to something where you're going to thrive better, where you're going to flourish more? And so um, I just think that the, the message of motivation is so relevant because motivation is at the heart of everything you do and everything you don't do, but you wish you did. So if you, I would just, I like to ask people to just think about what you're doing. And if you're not having a sense of choice, connection, and competence, whether it's now or in the future, let it go. But if you can embrace something where you really feel that sense of choice, connection, and competence, that's where you need to spend your energy. That's where you're going to flourish. And that's where you're going to find your passion. Thank you, Susan, for sharing those very concise, pristine insights. How can our guests stay in touch with you and, and buy your books? Well, I would love for them to visit my website at www.susanfowler.com. And they could take a free assessment, a survey. It's called What's Your MO? And it's What's Your Motivational Outlook? And so whatever your goal is, if you just take that survey, you'll get instant information about whether it's suboptimal or optimal, and then you'll get tips for what to do about it either way. Susan, thanks again for your time. Have a great day. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you for listening to our Gifters podcast. If you want to turn your story into a successful speaking or coaching business, go to ChristopherKai.com for details.